The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin and Phil Golfie. Yeah, good morning. It's another fine weekend here in the city of Hamilton. RobGolfie.com is the website to go to. Whether you want to buy a home or you are interested in selling yours, that's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call the office at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. You can find them on any social media platform that's out there, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast if you haven't done so already. You can find it wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you have a question for the Golfie team or a topic idea you would like us to tackle on a future program, send them an email. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com, questions at robgolfie.com. Uh, a few topics that we're going to try to get to this morning uh, we have a lot on the list, and sometimes we get to them all, sometimes we don't, so we hold them over from time to time. One of those, and Robbie had sent this one over, I think it was late last night or early this morning, which is very interesting. Most American teenagers think they will eventually own their own home, and the percentage is astronomical. So we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But we'll start with uh, word on the street. What is the public perception of real estate in Hamilton right now? What are you guys hearing? So it, it, it's mixed, but most people think that housing prices have dropped, like, uh, and, and they haven't. And so I was just talking to the, uh, you know, the gas station attendant that I go where I get gas all the time. He goes, hey, Rob, yeah, so real estate's down, eh? And, uh, and I go, no. <laughs> I'm saying real estate sales are down, but not the prices of homes. They're, they're strong and they're moving uh, um, you know, up, uh, still. And he goes, really? And I go, yeah, yeah. I said, you know, I mean, I mean, and I, and I told him, you know, the factor, I go house prices double every 10 years, but he actually, his perception of what he's probably, you know, understanding or, or not understanding is that, uh, that house prices have dropped and they have not dropped. Uh, house prices are strong and moving. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, low inventory and, and, you know, it's just, uh, I just, just wanted to clarify with the public. Don't like house prices are, are very strong and, uh, and they're not dropping. And that, per- <laughs> that that perception was was really born out of what Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation uh, forecasted just uh, several weeks ago, saying that Canadian real estate values uh, up to eighteen percent in the coming year are going to are going to drop. Remax has come out, and uh, in fact, the executive VP and regional director at Remax Ontario Atlantic Canada, Christopher Alexander, was on. Uh, BNN just the other day and said this is this is not going to happen this is unlikely to happen in his words and he warns that without a national housing strategy to address the supply issue the housing affordability problem is going to persist so 
housing affordability is still an issue even in the pandemic. And he went on to say that many Canadian housing markets are currently experiencing low supply and extremely high demand, and we're seeing that in this city. This has been the story across Canada, according to Alexander. And he says, quote, I think that is going to continue for the foreseeable future. We're seeing signs right across the country outside of parts of Alberta where there's just not enough inventory to keep pace with demand. Are we seeing that here? Absolutely. Uh, there, there is very low inventory and, uh, and the housing prices are staying strong. It's, it's outperformed any other uh, type of uh, investment out there. And, and I, th- I, I truly believe it'll continue. Uh, worst case scenario to me, it'll flatline. Uh, like if, if, if we go into, we're in a recession now, um, you know, and we'll find out how many people are going to be going back to work and how long this pandemic is going to continue on. Um, and uh, they just opened up, uh, you know, re- restaurants, uh, I think, you know, uh, limited capacity. They're opening up the uh, uh, patio bars. They're actually the, the city of Hamilton is giving uh, they're shutting down King William so that yeah. uh, a part of King William so that uh, they can actually use part of their uh, patio on the street. That's going to be a neat little little street to go down and visit. I think that's something that that people always had a vision of of happening. I know when they do the uh, the super crawl, they they shut it right down, and it, it, it tends to be a nice street to walk down and and go visit. I think this is something that should you know might stay even after COVID, even after these social distancing rules are lifted that uh, it gives you that European feel down there. Yeah, that pedestrian walkway where you have cafes and shops and the like, and King William is a perfect street to do it on. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, like uh, those uh, restaurants on uh, King William and that little stretch there, uh, they, you know, like winner, winner, chicken dinner, man. They've, uh, you know, they've, they stuck it out, and hopefully they can make it through. And uh, and I actually tried to get a reservation uh, today, Rick. On uh, and they and uh, it was tough. They they were able to give reservations on their immediate patio, but anything extended from there is just uh, first come first serve. Hmm. And they're only limited uh, a certain amount of uh, people per like how long you can stay there. So it's not like you can sit on the patio and spend three hours there just having a few drinks. Right. Uh, they, they, you're you're there's a limited limited time uh, on the uh, seating if there's a lineup. So one of the things on the street, quote unquote, that I've noticed over the past, uh, I'll say at least two to three weeks, is more for sale signs on the lawns of homes. There was a period of time, certainly in March and and maybe in the beginning of April, where there wasn't a lot of signs, at least in my neck of the woods up on the the Central Mountain, where there wasn't a lot of signs going up. But over the last, eh, as I said, two to three weeks, I've seen, you know, two or three pop up here and there. And for the most part, many homes uh, have had that little sold sign right underneath. And, and you know whether it's a couple of weeks or, or just over that, uh, they are eventually selling. There is one house on my street, however. Uh, it's been flipped that um, there's actually two. There was one on uh, a street that's just off my street that sold, I would say, in about two weeks. And I thought, you know, we went on on uh, on the website to see uh, you know the price and see what they you know what it looked like inside as you know most people do and it was i thought it was listed right i think it was like 589 and it's uh you know a, a bungalow central mountain that's pretty much you know that uh, that kind of target price uh similar very similar bungalow on my street which has been flipped is priced at 630 i thought wait a minute that's really pushing the envelope and it goes to show you that that house has not sold they haven't priced the house correctly yeah, no, you know, um, when somebody's flipping a house, I'll tell you, the people want move in, cleaned up, modern, up to date, 
And you're going to get those buyers will pay for it because they don't want, they, people want to move into a house completely done. And uh, so that one that got the, you're telling me the one that sold for 630 was the flipped one, right? No, no, the flipped one is listed at 630, has not sold. So the other one oh, that wasn't flipped sold was yet. 589. Yeah. That one sold in like a couple of weeks. Yeah. We're, we're, we're still living in an, an extremely price sensitive market. As much as there's a lack of inventory, you can even have a really good product on the market. But if you're not priced, um, to compete if you're not priced to be attractive and, and, and if there's if you're not getting viewings on your home in today's market then then there's there's something wrong because we're in we're in a very fast moving market right now we're in a we're in a market where there's a lack of inventory uh that that's attracting a ton of buyers and and ultimately you know don't price yourselves out of this market because in the next you know coming months there's going to be a lot more of supply that you're going to be comp- competing with. And, I, and I'm going to attest it to, you know, as the government initiatives and government supports start to continue to, to wind down, that's when I think we'll see the, pri- uh, the, the supply increase and increase rapidly, in my opinion. I think uh, everybody that, that planned on selling this spring that hasn't sold, that, that might be on, you know, government support programs, will be coming to the market uh, near the end of the summer. And, and, and that's when our spring market will continue, you know, our so-called spring market will continue to climb and, and we're going to get that fast, robust, volatile spring market uh, in the latter half of the summer as, uh, as, as supply um, continues to rise. Well, here, so, go, go ahead, Rob. Oh, go, go ahead. So we had a, a listing on Beaverton Drive and I've had that listing uh, probably for about 80 days on the market. So we just listed just, I think, would that be just before... COVID or during COVID, I think, before, yeah, just, just before, before COVID. So we hung out there, you know, that my client was saying, you know, I'm in no rush. And I, and I said, not a problem. You know, I, and there was no pressure of me pressuring. Um, when I first went in there, that listing should have been probably priced at, uh, at 669, 650, 650, somewhere in that range. That's what the market was telling us that house was valued at. So we listed at 699.9 and we just waited and waited and waited. And Rick, I just sold that place for $685,000. Wow. And uh, yeah, unbelievable. Four level back split on, uh, on Beaverton and in the, in the Rushdale Butler neighborhood there on the Hamilton mountain. Yeah. And uh, they did fantastic on that. I was just, uh, I was ecstatic for the client. I was, I was happy for myself because we did a good job for them. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it'd be, that's because of the shortage of inventory of listings. So, and, and, and all these buyers, I'm going to tell you that the GTA buyers are coming back. And, uh, so guys, like if you want to, especially if you're in, in a retirement mode, you want to go into a condo or you're going to a retirement home or, you know, or anything you want to, you know, you're, you're planning on selling real estate or it's your investment. Now, if you want to cash in, you can. And, uh, and, and, you know, it depends on what your next stage in life is going to be. But, uh, but if you're buying, I mean, if you're buying in this market, you're obviously selling. So it balances out. So back to the, uh, the flipped home on my street, and this is where the first impression kind of gets, uh, you know, amplified is, you know, we, we see the for sale sign on the lawn. Uh, first thing we do is go online. So my wife hops online and she says, you're never going to guess what they price this at. And, you know, I'm guessing 589, you know, 600, 610. She's going, you know, higher, higher, higher. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. 630. So the first impression is no way, no way is it worth that much. Other people looking at that listing are probably thinking the same thing. No way. And that really, uh, you know, forces them to look at other listings that are comparable yet cheaper. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They, you know what, if they hold out long enough, they may get their price, Rick. I'll, I'll tell you, like, I mean, I, I was surprised what I got for, for that one, uh, uh on, uh, Beaverton. Uh, it, it's just, it's just time. So somebody's going to come in, they say, you know, we need a house. There's not much to choose from and we need it in this time period. And, and they'll take, there it. you go. Yeah. There, you know what, there's always, you know what, if you hold out long enough, in some cases, in some cases, you may end up getting, uh, you know, close to, you know, a, li- a little bit above market value. Yeah. And uh, so, it doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't happen, but it just depends how much time you have. Yeah. Let me jump in here. When we come back, we'll take a look at uh, most American teens think they will eventually own their own home. And a survey for Remax shows most Canadians who plan to engage in real estate plan to do so in less than a year. That and more coming up here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio from their broadcast facility uh, in Hamilton. It's Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. You guys got an interesting setup where you are. Yeah, go ahead, Phil. Tell the story. Yeah, this we, is we, Phil's uh, baby, isn't it? With that, uh, I said this is Phil's baby, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. uh, during so so. You know, during, we we always talked about this. We went to Nashville, and I kind of when we on our trip in Nashville, kind of we we were saying, you know, we got to do this. We got to put together a, a podcast studio and a podcast booth, and and turn it into uh, you know something that we can use and develop to create content. And um, so so you know, we had a couple of ideas, and we, we you know we're googling around on on different ideas that we can do. And and then when when COVID hit, it kind of put us in a position where we were doing these phone calls and calling into the radio show just just with our cell phones, and you know we were on a conference call, and you know there was there was feedback and overlay and, and and things like that. And if somebody you know anybody who listens to our show actively or, or weekly would would be able to, to see the difference between you know during the the beginning of COVID and and, and to now. So. We, we hooked up with Long and McQuaid and, and they, uh, we said, you know, this is what we're looking to do. We want a podcast studio. We, we, we need the gear for that. And they hooked us up with the receiver, uh, headphones, microphones, and, and we built a neat little studio here in the top of our, our, our office down here on one Markland street, um, in Hamilton. So we, we got a neat little setup where we're able to, uh, to, to do this professionally, make it sound professional and, and um, and still, you know, carry on with uh, with our with our programming. But it's been a great little neat, you know, project for us that we've we put together, and it's come to fruition. And you know, not only do Rob and I enjoy coming in here and talking on this, but but the rest of the team enjoys it. And we'll try to hop on here and do different webinars and different uh, and and some client appointments from here. And it, it, it's a it's a professional setting that that uh, it's a fun environment to work in. And content is also being shared on your your Twitter and Instagram and Facebook pages. So it's just getting not only the message, but sharing experiences and knowledge with you know people out there who are interested in real estate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, and, and it's tough. Like um, um, you know, we want to make it uh, interesting and and 
that somebody would actually feel, you know, hey, this is good information for them. Uh, and that's why we, we do like the feedback uh, from people, you know, sending us emails and say, hey, we, uh, you know, if they have questions in regards to, you know, like landlord tenant or, you know, what we what do we do if something like this happens or, or whatever. Um, there, you know, you want um, you, you just we want to give as much information that will help somebody when they're uh, ready for their real estate uh, needs and stuff so that uh, they, they, they've got, they're, they're knowledgeable about it. Not just like the HGTV where <laughs> they just put, uh, you know, they're ripping out a house and, and uh, you know, redoing it and putting it back together and showing how much money they make. But we want, we want people to know the behind the scenes, the negotiations, uh, the, you know, everything that goes behind uh, when, uh, when putting a deal together for, uh, for people. Yeah, there's a lot of hard work that goes behind that. There's a lot of people behind the scenes, too, that help out. And uh, listen, if you're, if you're buying or selling a home, the realtor to choose is Rob Golfie and the Golfie team. That's robgolfie.com. And uh, call them up at 905-575-7700. Encouraging news in a REMAX blog on their website uh, that shows a promise in areas of Europe and the U.S. gives the Canadian ma- uh, housing market some hope. Uh, amidst the COVID-19 crisis. And one of the key points is, according to this uh, Leger survey conducted on behalf of REMAX Canada, 56% of Canadians who are planning to engage in the real estate market expect to do so in less than a year, which shows an eagerness to get back to buying and selling. So even even though we're in a pandemic, there's still most Canadians, 56%, according to the survey, are thinking about jumping into the market. That's got to be encouraging. It is, you know, like, like there's three types of people through this pandemic. Um, there's the ones that really, you know, they don't think there's a pandemic and they're just ignoring, I mean, they're, 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 they're following the rules and regulations, but they're just not serious about it. Then there's the other people that, you know, they're cautious, but they're, they're not, they're not scared as much. They're the ones, you know, Hey, I'll wear a mask if I need to, and I'll wear gloves. Then there's the real, uh, the people that are very scared, very like they follow every rule. They're walking around with gloves, hats and masks and, and everything. And it's so that those people there are probably the ones that are, are, are going to be holding back and, and not doing anything until this pandemic is over. So we've got two thirds of the population that are not worried, that are looking probably uh, that, that are in a, looking into buying or selling in the real estate market. They're going to continue doing that. And uh, so it's uh, and then the and the one third that is worried um, and is very you know cautious and scared and and you know they're you know uh, sanitizing their hands every five minutes and, and wearing gloves and everything. They're those people there are going to hold off until they know it's free and clear to do whatever they can uh, uh, if they if they have any real estate needs. The survey also shows, and this is an interesting number and a lot higher than I thought it would be. Uh, 44% of Canadians believe that the real estate market will bounce back to its pre-pandemic strength by 2021. I thought that 44% would have been a little bit lower. Yeah, I mean, like, are they talking about, I guess, unit sales, not uh, uh, prices, not average sale price? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, CBC came out with a, with a neat little report, and, and they compared housing prices across Canada. And, and, and speaking to Ontario there were four markets that had double-digit increases in housing prices since last year. The first market is Ottawa. Second market is Windsor. Third market is Thunder Bay. And the fourth market is beautiful Hamilton, Ontario. So 
we we've gained in, in that and in, in Hamilton has gained ten point one eight percent in 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 average sale price since last year, which which is massive, right? If you compare it to to what our housing prices were already, even if we take a two to three percent dip in 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 a in a housing price average sale price, we're still outperforming our our price over last year. We're in a very good position where we have a nice little bubble and a nice little spread that we can we can not necessarily afford to lose lose an average price point, but we've been performing very, very well and, and, and performing and outperforming the vast majority of Canadian markets in year over year prices. So I, I, I think the prices are, are still going to remain strong and still continue to go up. And, and Hamilton's created a nice little economy where, you know, we, we have some very good industries that support the, the, the job market in this area. It's almost as if, our city has had a, a head start. We, we've had a running head start, and you know this pandemic is just going to uh, slightly impact house prices sometime down the road. But because we've done so well over the last number of years, uh, that decline isn't going to be as drastic. A couple of other stats from this Leger survey for Remax. Um, Remax Europe reports website traffic is up 70% in May 2020 compared to May 2019, signaling uh, growing demand, obviously. And in the U.S., it says that in-person showings and foot traffic to offices in many U.S. cities has returned to levels seen in January of 2020. And REMAX brokers and agents across the country report that multiple offer scenarios in the U.S. are on the rise. So if things are starting to cook in the U.S., uh, it's probably not going to be much different here in Canada, obviously, depending on where you are, too. No, it, it think, things are. I, I think things are back on track. So we're we're on track uh, to do uh, uh, the same or more than our uh, for June than our uh, 2019 June. So to me, I think things are on track, and uh, and I think we're almost at a normal level. We'll see how it goes towards the end of the year, but for June. Um, we're, uh, we're, we're on track to do the same or more than we did 2019. So, and, we, and we're dealing with a lot of multiple offer situations ourselves. So what they're saying, it is happening and what, what they're publishing. And, uh, and it's just due to the shortage of, uh, inventory out there that's, uh, causing, uh, causing this. Here's another neat uh, tidbit across the U S Canada and Europe. One common trend is forecasted post COVID-19 technology tools are no longer options. They are a necessity to successfully facilitate transactions. So e-signatures, virtual meetings, digital paperwork, all of that is now standard and is going to be the norm. Obviously, your worlds have changed in terms of technology, and that's going to stay, right? Oh, absolutely. We've, we, I'll tell you, Rick, we've changed our business completely, a 360 degree in the last three months compared uh, before uh uh, COVID and uh, and it's actually pushed us to improve and and better our business and how we conduct business and um, and it was funny though we, uh, we we've hired a couple of people through COVID uh, agents that came on board with us and they were totally amazed at the technology that we implemented uh, during COVID they were just just couldn't believe it and and they were they were like wow I I can't believe what you guys are doing here so. Like we didn't sit back and just, you know, wait for things to, to happen. We actually made things happen and, and we've improved uh, our business. We've improved it for our clients and we, and our, like I said, our business is totally different. Uh, we're ready for the, you know, the next stage of, of, of the cycle of, of generation when it comes to technology in, uh, in this, in this world. 
Two more points on this survey. 60% of Canadians prefer to use a professional, licensed, local real estate agent because they're credible and more trustworthy than do-it-yourself listing services. And that's no surprise. The only surprise, I think, is 60% is kind of low. Uh, and lastly, 22%, tw- 22% of Canadians are likely to buy or sell real estate if the majority of the transaction is done virtually. And 22%, you might be thinking, well, wow, that's kind of high, but... I mean, this is the new norm, and that's not that, that's probably going to grow in uh, in the next uh, few months and, and years. Oh yeah, like you're you're going to get less people looking at houses. So when you get the average person putting their house up for sale, um, you're you know normally let's say you get thirty people coming through, you may get maybe fifteen, sixteen people. Seven, you know what I mean? Instead of those thirty, because now they'll know they can go through all the all the technology that uh, the the agent is putting onto that listing, so that they can they can verify whether they want to proceed the next stage to look at the house or not. So that and that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen is that you're not gonna get a lot of people. Uh, looking at houses that don't want that house. Like sometimes you buy, you look yeah. at buying a house and say, oh, I, I want to see that house. And, you know, there's, there's pictures, but it doesn't really show too much. So people walk through, as soon as they walk in, they walk away from it. They go, no, this is not for us. But with technology, with the 3D uh, um, uh, Matterport uh, dimensional, uh, they can go online, look at that and say, definitely they know that's not a house that they want to buy. And you won't get that person walking through, wasting the homeowner's time, wasting the agent's time, and wasting anybody's time. Uh, they're going to go on to the next house and find the right one that's for them. So mm-hmm. they'll be able to make their short list better and shorter uh, when they're uh, looking at houses now. There's definitely a lot less showings, um, even in comparison to if you go back to the dot-com boom and, and, and how real estate was traded then, in comparison to when more information became available online, showings declined, right? You went from having 20 to 25 showings a house down to maybe 10 to 12. Now we're going to get down to even less showings because there's just so much more information available online that's going to weed out a lot of people who, who, who are looking at properties. And even outside the scope of the real estate listing, people can, you know, browse and navigate through neighborhoods on Google Street View combined with being able to, to navigate through the house through the 3D Matterport tour. You know, in my opinion, there's, there's nobody that just, just, you know, six or seven properties and goes and all views them at once. It's, it's you have it narrowed down to a, a pretty dissect and, and um, you, you know, granular criteria in terms of what exactly you're looking at. And, and, and maybe you're just going to, to, you know, you're already convinced that you like the property. You're already convinced that you want the property, but you just want to go in and, 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 and have that sense of smell and, and ensure that you're, you know, the, the, the sense of validation that the, what you've seen is, is holds true to the, to the property. So that's what we've seen. And, and, and even sometimes Rick, what happens is people will call us and say, you know, is there a, is there a pantry in there or, or is there, or, you know, I saw this closet, you know, how big is that, you know, how big is that closet? Can you fit this? And, or, or, you know, you'll see, you'll see, you know, I, I noticed that there, the garage is set up this way. Is there a door there? And, and it's people verifying the information that's online prior to coming into and, and actually viewing the listing, which is, which is really important because prior to that, you know, people, there, there's a lot of sellers out there that, that take showings very seriously. They, they get the house all decorated and, and, you know, fluff all the pillows and ensure that, you know, it, it's, it looks like a model home because it's important to capitalize on each and every single showing in, in today's market to ensure that you, you have a successful sale. And, and there's people that put a lot of work into it, especially people with kids and pets and, and things of that nature. It, showings become very stressful. So 
it's uh, it, the, the more efficient we're able to be online to, to be able to provide information virtually and not have to put our sellers through through the hardships of getting the property ready to be shown is 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 an overall you know better selling experience for each and every single one of our clients. And and you know let's face it, we want the showings, we want the people to come, we want there to be interest in the property, but we don't want the tire kickers, we don't want the people that are just nosy, and we don't want the people that aren't qualified to be purchasing that property to be coming through it. And, uh, and, and, and kicking our sellers out for, for an hour um, of their lives. Make sure you never miss an episode. Download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Past episodes online at robgolfie.com. That's robgolfi.com. And call the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. When we come back, I want to ask you guys about open houses and whether there's still going to be a thing. That's coming up next here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Thanks for listening today. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin along with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Send the Golfie team an email with a question or a topic idea for a future program. Questions at Rob robgolfie.com is the email address. That's questions at robgolfie.com. In a matter of seconds, most American teens think they will eventually own their own home. We'll dive down that rabbit hole. But just before the break, we were talking about, you know, the new reality with virtual sales, virtual listings, virtual everything nowadays. Until there's a vaccine, can we officially declare open houses dead? I say for now, I, I don't think there's going to be an open house uh, scheduled, uh, for a long time. I I would say it's dead. Uh, I I think technology is going to take over. It may come back. Um, but, uh, I think uh, a lot of people are going to be a little bit more weary of having an open house, the public themselves, but there's going to be, you'll, you'll start seeing them pop back up. I, I don't think this year, uh, Rick, uh, and you know, maybe next year, but I think open houses right now are are dead, even for this year. Yeah, even pre-COVID, you know, there's been so many times where I walk into a listing appointment and, and they'll say, you know, do you guys do open houses or, or is your marketing plan, you know, big on open houses? And, and we'll say, you know, they're, they're available at, at, at your request. But people were were apprehensive to, to do open houses, even pre-COVID. Post-COVID, I, I think you're going to see very, very few of them. I think, um, I, I think there's going to be you know, a lot less of them just, just on the, you know, just available. And, and, and I think it's, it's better, better that way. I I don't think people are going to be comfortable having people, you know, come flock to their house and, and, and have many parties walking through their house at once. 
A whopping 97% of 13 to 17-year-olds in the U.S. say they will own their homes in the future. Rather optimistic considering that only 65% of U.S. residents currently own their own homes. Uh, But this is according to a survey by Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. It's more important to them even than graduating college, getting married, or having kids. But how important is it in teen terms? Listen to this. More than 53% of teenagers surveyed said they would be willing to give up social media for a year if it meant getting a home in the future. And 39% said they would even take their mom or dad to prom. What's going on with teens these days in the U.S.? (laughs) Holy cow. I don't know. Maybe those are the people that uh, grew up not having uh, uh, parents having home ownership. I I, I don't know. Um, I, I think... With all the pressure uh, that we see in society with uh, owning a home on TV, on HGTV, mm-hmm. I think that's that's where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, you know, there's always news about you know housing prices are up and you know this many sold. Like uh, Rick, uh, and, and that's reflecting on the the students, the high school students into college and university uh, students, and when they finish. Um, they, they, you know, the first thing they want to do is, you know, uh, graduate from whatever degree that they've uh, studied in, get the job in their field. And the first thing they're going to do is, is, is probably start looking for a house. And, uh, and, 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 and it's just because it's embedded in us, uh, uh, on TV and the radio. And, and I understand that. Like, I mean, I, I had the bug when I was, you know, like, late high school, uh, and, you know, uh, college, I, I, like, I couldn't wait to, you know, buy uh, real estate to be, to invest in. And, uh, people that know me, I, I, I went right into it and, uh, and it was, uh, it was, it was, you know, that's what, I don't know. Like, I mean, Today, people are watching TV and they're going for it. The students want it. Yeah, the, these numbers are certainly in stark contrast to what millennials have been doing. At least, obviously, there's there's so many hurdles in the way in terms of price point, but millennials have more more than often uh, opted to rent. But uh, just a couple of other uh, stats from this survey before we hit the break. Uh, teens are aiming to, uh, these are, again, American teenagers aiming to own their first homes by age 28, three years earlier than the median age of first-time homeowners in the U.S. So they not only 97% want a home, but they want to do so even before they're 30. And they also plan to spend an average of $274,000 in change, which is close to the median price for a U.S. home. So that's very interesting stuff. When we come back, do staged homes sell faster? And do staged homes that are virtually staged sell faster? We'll get into that when we come back here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.
One more go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team, joining us again this morning. Call them up at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Instagram, Twitter. Like them on Facebook as well. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Do staged homes sell faster? Well, for most home sellers, according to this Remax blog, the goal is to sell their home for the highest possible price and for the shortest amount of time. Two ways to achieve this is with the right asking price and by staging the property. So do staged homes really sell faster and for a higher price? The short answer is yes. According to the Real Estate Staging Association, staged homes spend 73% less time on the market than their unstaged counterparts. And the answer to the question in terms of whether they get a higher price or not isn't as cut and dry since the final selling price of a home depends on a lot of factors. Buyer demand, other listings, is the home good, well-maintained? Virtually home staging. Are you guys seeing uh, much activity in terms of whether this is more popular than not staging the home virtually? Do you stage homes virtually? We we do um, virtual staging. Now, the virtual staging that we do is usually when it comes to tenanted properties where they have a little bit of clutter here and there, and uh, we clean it up with uh, virtual staging or even, uh, you know, and, and replace the furniture that they have <laughs> but, uh, uh, virtual staging in, in their homes. Um, but virtual staging and staging definitely makes a difference. Now, the, the, when we stage a house, we definitely get more money. There's no doubt about that. Uh, those stats are, are, are right, uh, that you do get more money for your house if it's staged right. Now, the virtual staging, uh, you have to indicate on the uh, MLS listing that, uh, that these certain pictures were virtually staged. And uh, when people walk in, it, it, it can go either way. The way we virtually stage is, let's say if there's a kitchen that's cluttered, we will take all the clutter out of the kitchen and that kitchen, you'll be able to see clutter-free, but it is that actual uh, kitchen. Now, uh, if there's a, a living room that has maybe one or two pieces of furniture, we may add some furniture to that living room. So, But you got to be careful if you virtually stage too much because you may have people walking in uh, with a disappointment when they actually get there and see it in person themselves. So you got to be you got to be very very careful in how you virtually stage, but virtually virtual staging is really good to get rid of clutter out of uh, out of people's homes. Uh, when you're putting uh, photographs uh, up on uh, online. Virtual staging also eliminates any uh, need in terms of renting or buying furniture, which I know you guys have uh, your own system anyways, but it kind of uh, right. you know, eliminates that cost. Um, virtual staging is usually about, uh, they, they usually charge between, um, I, I think, 30 and $40 per photograph. So we use, we use it a lot for kitchens, living rooms, and uh, so that people can get a really good idea uh, of what the living room and kitchen is. Uh, without the clutter, uh, and uh, and sometimes you can uh, virtually stage, you know, brand new uh, homes that uh, that are vacant, and uh, and and you can, it shows the people that hey, this is how you can dress up this uh, uh, dress up the house. But we prefer to put actual staging uh, in the house because when people walk in, they can get a real feel of the uh, of the of the home. We got about sixty seconds. Uh, your your time to deliver a message to the community. We're we're into the COVID nineteen pandemic for you know several weeks now. Some people might be getting antsy. Some people might have a lot of questions. What's your message to Hamiltonians? Yeah, I mean, 
hang in there. Um, in, in regards to real estate, um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go through a period here where it's gonna be a fast moving market. Um, if your real estate needs have changed due to the you know COVID nineteen impact on on your life, whether it's financial, whether it's lifestyle, um, give us a call and, and and we'll be able to help you and put you in a position where you know you're in a you're in a good position moving forward. Um, you know, it's, it's a difficult time for everyone. Um, investors, landlords, homeowners, um, people that, that are first time buyers, it, 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 everything has changed and, and has been flipped upside down and will continue to adapt to and pivot with the, the, the way the markets are going and, uh, and, uh, stay strong. And don't forget, uh, the golfy team is practicing safe business in this uh, very uh, difficult, interesting, uh, uh, unprecedented time. So whether you're buying or selling, the golfy team will take care of you uh, 100%. RobGolfy.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And call them today, whether you're buying or selling, 905-575-7700. Guys, thanks for uh, joining us once again. And thank you for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The pre- Seating was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.